Welcome to Truth Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and today we will be taking a journey through the scriptures to learn more about the women in the Bible. I'm so glad to take this journey with you. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started. And welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about the woman of Endor, also known as the witch of Endor. Now, for all you Star Wars fans out there, I am not talking about the home of the Ewoks. I am actually talking about a real place near the Sea of Galilee. Now, the woman of Endor um, was compassionate to Saul on the eve of his death. She was a medium. So, uh, if you ever saw the movie Ghost, you you know Whoopi Goldberg played a medium. She contacted spirits. She contacted the dead. So, this is who this woman was she was similar to that now she also found sadness that she had to deliver a hopeless message to the uh to israel's king now this key scriptures can be found in first samuel 28 verses 3 through 25 and as always i recommend that you do read it for yourself god may be wanting to speak directly to you through these scriptures so Read it for yourself and see if you get any revelation. If not, it's okay. Now, her story starts off by saying, It was a frightening night of apparitions. Um, Peeping through the doorway, an open doorway, the woman stiffened. She saw a looming face before her. Now, who wouldn't be frightened to see a face uh, in the dark, right? Now the voice insisted and she and said, "Please consult the spirits for me." Grabbed her arm and frightened her. The large man pushed through the door followed by two more men. She could smell the fear as he walked past her and sat on the couch. She says, "Surely you know that Saul what Saul has done. He has cut off all mediums and spiritists from the land. Why would you want me to go against the law. He replies to her and says, Surely as the Lord lives, you will not be punished for this. I promise. So the woman says, Who shall I bring up for you? Bring up Samuel, he said. So the woman sat down and yielded herself, making her soul a bridge for the dead to walk across. According, uh, excuse me, Now, suddenly she screams. She says, why have you deceived me? You are Saul. The king calmed her by saying, don't be afraid. What do you see? She says, I see an old man wearing a robe. He's coming up. So Saul bowed down. Samuel said to Saul, why have you disturbed me by bringing me up? I am in great distress. Saul replied, the Philistines are fighting against me and God has turned away from me. He no longer answers me either by prophets or by dreams. So I have called on you to tell me what to do. Samuel said, why do you consult me now that the Lord has turned away from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what he had predicted through me. The Lord has torn the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors. He has given it to David. Tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me. The Lord will also hand over the army to 
of Israel to the Philistines. Now the woman shuddered. The message was delivered. Little wonder the king had seemed so desolated. Fear had crushed the life out of his once strong face. Taking pity, she spoke to him. Look, your maidservant has obeyed you. I took my life in my hands and did what you told me to do. Now please listen to your servant and let me give you some food so you may eat and have strength to go your way. Kindly, she served what may have been Saul's last meal. The next day, he was dead. Wounded in battle, he fell on his own sword, determined to finish the job before his enemies could reach him. True to form, Saul, who had always tried to control his destiny, controlled even the manner of his death. But he could not control what happened next. Discovering his body, the Philistines celebrated by severing his head and hanging it in the temple of their god. Then they tacked his naked corpse to the walls of a nearby town as a trophy. Israel's first king had become a gruesome spectacle. Now the woman of Endor is a strange character. She was in a cult, yet kind and motherly in her attitude toward a tormented king. For some reason, God allowed her to call up prophet Samuel even, even through conjuring spirits. Now, conjuring spirits is for the purpose of, of knowing or influencing future events. And this was strictly forbidden in Israel in those days. Now, perhaps she had become a medium because women in those days had so little power. Or perhaps it seemed an outlet for her helpful nature. But by yielding her soul to spirits, she was abusing herself in the deepest possible way, distorting her dignity as a person for the sake of obtaining power. How fitting that Saul, who had always tried to control the future, spent his last moments consulting with her, breaking his own law in the process. Now, step by step, his insecurities had taken control of him reducing his soul and disabling his ability to depend on God rather than on himself. That night, the woman of Endor had looked into the eyes of the most powerful man in Israel and had seen terror. Did the vision shake her? Did she recognize herself in him? Did her encounter with a true prophet cause her to forsake her trade as a medium? We have no idea what it became of her. Sadly, her meeting with Saul marks one of the lowest moments in the life of Israel's first king. Saul's tragic ending reminds us that the antidote to fear is always trust. Only faith can cure our worst nightmares. And faith is a gift that is either fed by obedience are starved by disobedience. Forsaking our own desire to manipulate and control people and circumstances, we must trust God to use his power on our behalf. Such a great story. Now, since we're on the subject of witchcraft, because that's what 
that's how she's perceived. Now, this book was very um, kind to her by calling her the woman of Endor. But there's other books, and even in scripture, um, title titles for the title for this particular scripture is called the witch of Endor. So she is called by who she is. She's a witch. So we're going to talk a little bit about witchcraft. Now, ancient peoples felt as though they were living in close contact with the spirit world around them. They depended on divination, foretelling the future to help them avoid possible troubles ahead and to use occult rituals to attempt to gain control over people, objects, and even nature. Right from the start, God commanded his people not to have anything to do with witchcraft in any form. His words are clear and firm. We might even think harsh. A man or woman who is a medium or spiritist among you must be put to death. You are to stone them. Their blood will be on their own hands. Now that scripture can be found in Leviticus twenty twenty seven. Now today, when the interest in spiritism and mediums is once again strong, it is a good excuse me it is good to consider what may have what may be fueling the fascination words like waiting depending surrendering and obeying irritate people i mean who really wants to be waiting around everybody wants to know the future everybody wants to know what's next we would much rather find ways to control the course of events ourselves Yet, the spiritual life is often um, counterintuitive. When we embrace the way of faith and trust in God, following Him even when the path is unfamiliar to the unknown, what seems like it should diminish us actually enlarges us. The story of Saul and the woman of Endor reminds us that there's really nothing new about human behavior. Under the skin, we all experience the same desires, temptations, and needs. Then, as now, our happiness lies in our faith and our trust. So, even back then, people, like, look at how many people look at their horoscopes to see what that week comes up with, right? There's plenty of people. I know Christians who read their horoscopes but it is very clear in scripture that we are not to do those things like i i used to read tarot cards back in the day i was a part of a cult uh practice ritual stuff like that i'm i'm gonna be very um transparent but i never knew the lord and i never knew what his word said so i didn't know that i was doing anything wrong you know but now that i know what I know, if someone was to say that they wanted to, you know, say, study witchcraft or maybe get into the elements of the earth, I would say, don't do it. It's not worth it. it, it there's, no, there's nothing that will complete you the way that the Lord will complete you. There's nothing that the enemy can give you that can make you whole the way that the Lord could. So, and that's just because that's my experience. And I can speak about that because I have been there. And so, um, witchcraft and um, 
occult practices it's it's i mean it's really not like woo all that exciting tell you the truth um but i do want to read i do want to read to you this um scripture found in leviticus 19:31 it says do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits for you will be defiled by them I am the Lord, your God. So here in Leviticus, the Lord is speaking directly to you. And he's saying, do not turn to the mediums or seek out spirits. You will be defiled. Now, what's the word defiled? You know, you will be hurt by them. It it will bring you problems. So God himself is is telling you not to do these things. Now, are you going to be obedient to the word of God or are you going to be disobedient? When we fall into disobedience, nothing good comes from it. It's like closing the door on God. It's walking away from underneath his umbrella, underneath his covering, underneath his safety, just so you can do what you want to do in your disobedience. Well, when something happens, who are you going to come running to? You're going to come running back to God. And, and yes, he loves you. And yes, he's going to take you back. But you have to repent of those things and do them no more. And I get it. We all have to go through our thing. But why go through something if somebody's telling you, giving you a heads up in the beginning? See, I wasn't raised as a Christian. I didn't know the Bible. And so nobody told me not to do this. If I would have known what I know now, I would have never done it. Because the word of God speaks for itself. The word of God says it here. Again, Leviticus 19.31. Do not turn to mediums or seek out spirits. For you will be defiled by them. I am the Lord your God. So again, he's speaking out to you. So I want to say, let's praise God that he protects us against evil. Let's offer thanks that God doesn't hide himself from those who love and follow him. And also, let's confess any dealings we may have had with the occult using tarot cards, consulting horoscopes, visiting fortune tellers, reading occult books, things like that nature. And then let's ask God to cleanse us and free us from any ill effect of our contact with the occult. Now, I would like to say sometimes we expose ourselves to the occult naively. Okay, that was me. You may read the horoscopes in the daily paper. You consult a medium on a whim thinking tarot cards is simply an innocent game and other items uh, or interests. I don't know. There's a bunch of things out there that you can dabble in, right? But it's all based on the desire of knowing right it now if if you have ever dabbled in the occult like i said like i have now is the time to come clean before god so i i'm asking you all of you who are listening if you've ever dealt with the occult now is the time to come clean don't be afraid don't be in fear now is the time for you to come clean about it stop doing it um confess your sin let God cleanse you from it, be renewed by the Spirit, and move forward. And just now you're able to, to talk about this with other people who are lost. Okay? Now express your sorrow to Him 
and and let's resolve this and let's think about following God and remove anything from your home um anything that has to do with the occult remove it remove it from your home immediately um anything somebody is giving you remove it from your home um also you can go and confide in your pastor if you're if you're connected with your pastor maybe you have um there's a facilitator that you can talk to um you know when i say facilitator I, i'm talking about like um like a counselor like somebody who listens like they they always have like a care ministry within churches um somebody you can trust somebody you know that's not going to go and gossip about you take your private intimate things that um that they should be taking it directly to god somebody you can trust that you know that they can help you get deliverance help you um um uh you know get get away from the occult things because if you're practicing occult, believe me there's still strongholds there and, and it's going to be a battle because the enemy doesn't want to let you go okay it's not going to be like super easy it's going to be a battle i'm going to tell you that it's it will be a battle depending on how strong and how much involved you are but there's nothing that's too powerful for god to handle god can control he can handle everything he can cut those things if you're serious. If you're going to go back and forth with the enemy, then there's that that that's where the battle is is, is you're going to go back and forth like, "Oh yeah, I don't want to do this no more." But then you turn around and you go and you do it again. That's where the battle comes in. But if you know for a fact and you're sure that you don't want to deal with this no more and you cut it off at the root and you're done with it and you walk away, the battle is already gone. It's already done. The battle becomes when you're going back and forth. So so I just want to throw that out there. Um, God will protect and he will definitely forgive you. So, you know, people can pray for you and help you to, to say the right, not say the right words, because there is no right words to say. Just, Lord, forgive me. Help me to get out of this. Take this away from me, whatever it is, you know. Um, so let's go ahead and close in prayer. Father, for, forgive us for our involvement in the occult. We want nothing whatsoever to do with the realm of evil. Draw us out of the darkness and into the light of your presence. Free us from any lingering effects of our involvement and help us to trust you completely with our future. Thank you, Lord. Amen. If you like to connect with us, look for us on Facebook group. We are Daughters of the King. 